Hello, this is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022, and that was my impression of singing the themes of the Tim Burton Batman movies, the Joel Schumacher movies, and the Chris Nolan movies. And this will, this episode will be all about my own personal ranking of all the live action Batman movies. But let me be specific about which live action Batman movies. Batman 1966 will not be included on this list. I will cover the modern live, the modern live, live action Batman movies that were, were released from 1989 to 2017. So let's go. Coming in and coming in at last place, coming in at number nine, is Justice League from 2017. I did not like how Batman was portrayed in Justice League 2017. This was my least favorite movie way to see Batman in live action. Maybe sometime in the future, a better Justice League with Batman in it will. With Batman in it will be made, but this two, 2017 movie is not it. So up, updated status as of, as of this the recording of this February 2022 ranking of the live action Batman movies. They did actually four years later have Zack Snyder, the original director behind this, to do his own Justice League. And I didn't watch it. It's like a four hour movie, and I didn't watch it. But from I heard from others that the 2021 version of Justice League was very well done and was very much an improvement over what Josh Whedon did with the 2017 Justice League. So my last line saying maybe sometime in the future a better Justice League with Batman in it will be made, but 2017 movie is not it. Well, it looks like it is better and more. More stuff for people to like about it in the 2021 version. With that said, coming in at number 8 is Batman v Superman 
Dawn of Justice 2016. It's not Batman versus Superman. It's Batman v Superman, like a court case. People always say versus. That's incorrect. It's Batman v Superman, not versus. So in Batman number eight, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice... Often pronounced as Batman versus Superman, it is just a single V like in a court case. The only scene that I like in this entire movie is the warehouse fight scene for Batman to save Mar Martha Kent. The scene reminds me of the Arkham video game series. I guess that from these two movies, that, this night, that the Zack Snyder version of Batman is not my style or not my cup of tea, though I do like how the Batman ba 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 Batman Ben Affleck costume does look like in Batman v Superman 2016. I like the costume, but everything that he has to talk to of other people outside of him didn't really, I didn't really feel it. And also another side note at the end about this, about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice 2016. Even though I didn't like Zack Snyder's interpretation of Batman, but I did like the bad suit, and Ben Affleck was good in some parts of this. Even though I didn't like the Zack Snyder's interpretation of Batman in these DCU these DC Universe movies, it would have been neat and engaging to have seen Ben Affleck, di ben Affleck direct and star in his own solo Batman in his own. Batman solo film, which wasn't, wasn't meant to be, it wasn't going to happen, but Ben Affleck will return in some capacity in November of 2022 with the new Flash movie, which will also contain a, Michael Keaton returning, and I really like Michael Keaton as Batman, so that should be interesting to see how Michael Keaton is in both the Flash movie and I believe also a Batgirl movie. Coming in now at number seven... I'll give you the tune again for the, for this director. Coming in at number seven. Batman Returns from 1992. Now I know some people actually really like this movie, but I really did not feel it too much. But I do. I will tell you what I dislike and like about it. For ba coming in at number seven, Batman Returns 1992. This movie is more. This movie is more a Tim Burton movie than an actual Batman movie. Batman is barely in it. Batman's barely in the movie at all. It is extremely violent. Extremely violent movie, very adult, very adult, very, extremely violent and very depressing. Positively about it though, this movie, I, positively I like Michelle Pfeiffer's performance as Catwoman and her costume as Catwoman. She, Michelle's performance and costume as Catwoman both were really um, something to behold in Batman Returns. And Danny Elfman's musical score is also very good, just like it was in Batman 89, Batman 1989. Coming in now at number six. I have Batman and Robin from 1997. That's right. I rank Batman and Robin higher in the ranking than Batman Returns, which I'm sure a lot of people have Batman Returns higher than Batman and Robin. But in my own personal opinion, 
even though I didn't like Batman and Robin, and it's got a lot, it's very, very, um, a lot of junk, a lot of nonsense, I still get a guilty pleasure out of it a bit more than all the stuff that I didn't like about Returns. So, got Batman Returns in 7, Batman and Robin in 6, so I like Batman and Robin slightly higher, coming in at number 6, more enjoyable for me in its nonsense than ever trying to replay Returns a lot. Alright. What did I say about Batman and Robin, number six? I said that I took my young self to see this in the summer of 1997. I think I was like 12 or so at the time, 11, 12, 13, between 11 and 13, somewhere around there. That was 11, 12, 13. I took my young self to see Batman and Robin, 1997, in the summer of 1997, and it is an abomination. And even George Clooney says how awful it is. And director Joel Schumacher has even uh, said he's sorry for anybody that didn't like how Batman and Robin came out. And like I said about from comparing Batman and Robin to Returns for me, at least between comparing, comparing those two movies, uh, Returns and Robin, 92 and 97, right next to each other. Again, it's to me, it still has more playback value than Batman Returns in my own personal opinion, though. Yes. So... There's that. Now we're coming in now to the number fifth spot of the ranking of the live-action Batman movies. Coming in at number five is... The Dark Knight Rises from 2012. For me, this is the weakest entry in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. And I think he was kind of pushed into making a third movie. I don't think he really had the passion and drive to really want to do a third movie. His, we'll get about, we'll get about to his first two Batman movies in a sec, but of the three movies, I ranked number five, The Dark Knight Rises. The, 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 the weakest entry, at least in my opinion, of the ones he did. I think he really didn't want to do this one too much. Uh, the ending, in quotes, the ending tries to have it both ways. The ending tries to be like, have a happy ending, but still, this happens and that happens. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give away the ending of Dark Knight Rises if you haven't seen it. But, the ending tries to have it too many ways, both ways. Uh, a kind of like, not more, not a bet, not, not a better ending than it could have been other ways. And again, Bane, Bane is again found to be the woman's lackey, the henchman. You thought Bane was the big villain, bo uh, villain boss guy, main bad guy of the whole movie, only to see that a woman is running, running him at the end, towards the end of the movie. You'll know what I mean when you see the whole movie, movie with that. It does have some interesting scenes and dialogue. It does have some interesting scenes and dialogue, but overall, but overall, I found The Dark Knight Rises to be partly boring and a disappointing and a disappointing conclusion to The Great Batman Begins and the excellent The Dark Knight. And also, I want to say, uh, it's just, it's very, it's, it's very, it's, it was the longest movie up until The Batman 2022 with two hours and 40 some minutes, very long, a lot of plot holes, and it can be very confusing for people to follow. And it just doesn't, it's, it's, it's the weakest of the three and, and, it's a good way to end a trilogy, but again, the ending could have been done better, and yeah, overall, not one of the first movies I put to put in, but I, I, the, the most, in, the most, 
the most interesting, interesting, engaging, the most way, the, excuse me. The, the time to watch any movie is the very first time. Uh, that's where you get the most out of any movie for the first new, new experience of the fresh way of seeing a movie. But this one, let's say after the first time, like I met, like many other movies that I've seen in life, the second, third, fourth viewings make it, uh, not as good as the first and make you maybe like some, some parts of the movies less. Coming up soon, my rankings of 4, 3, 2, and 1. I'll be ranking my 4th, 3rd, 2nd, and 1st spot. But to recap real quick, uh, 9 through 5, uh, Batman 1966 will not be included on this list. Coming in at number 9 is Justice League 2017. Though I've heard that the 2021 4-hour Justice League version with original right director Zack Snyder... Uh, was much much of improvement and a much better movie than the 2017 uh, Whedon cut. But yeah, I'm talking specifically of the 2017 uh, because it's ranked from 89 to 2017. But 2021's 2021's I've never seen. Maybe I'll get around to seeing the 2021 one day. But other than that, this is only ranking up till 2017. But I've heard 2021 is actually mu- much more getting out of for people. Coming in at eight again is Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, just liking the warehouse scene, basically. Number seven, Batman Returns. I gave my reasons why for Justice... The reason specifically why for Justice League, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and for Batman Returns. Then I listed Batman and Robin, but number six spot. So that's Batman Batman Returns at number seven, Batman and Robin at number six, and I listed Dark Knight Rises for my reasons at the number five spot. Now, coming up soon, my ranking of the fourth, third, second, and first spot. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. That's right. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the easiest way to make a podcast possible. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm Podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one easy-to-find place to work everything out together compatibly. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. And now we're back now at the number four spot, and it happens to be... Nineteen ninety-fives 
Batman Forever, and it has the digital opening credits, bringing us into the digital age. Also, GoldenEye did a similar type thing. GoldenEye and Batman Forever, both from 95, have their digital-like ways of opening things up. First, I'll tell you what I didn't like about the movie, the one little big thing, and what the things I actually liked more than that little thing I didn't like. First, the bad, the negative. Tommy Lee Jones did a terrible job as Harvey Dent Two-Face in this movie. I think they should have brought in Billy D. Williams from Batman 89. That would have been really neat to see Billy D. Willem, Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent Two-Face since he was Harvey Dent 89 and would become Two-Face in this movie if things were more going to plan. But he, he did eventually get to play Harvey Dent Two- He did eventually get to play Harvey Dent Two-Face in an, um, Legos version or some sort of, something of that nature. I did like Jim Carrey as the Riddler. I liked Jim Carrey as the Riddler, but I did not like, I did not like, did not like Tommy Lee Jones. Terrible job as Harvey Dent Two-Face, but I did like Harvey Dent as the, sorry, I did like Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Val Kilmer did a good job as Bruce Wayne. He's okay as Batman. And Batman Forever has a great musical soundtrack. Which especially includes Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, and of course, Seal's Kiss from a Rose. And I've been kissed from a rose on a gray. Anyway, you, I, I, I did a recent Kiss on a Rose if you want to catch that out. It's on the podcasting platform. All right. And that was number four spot, Batman Forever. Coming in at number number three. Number three. The live-action Batman movie that started off in the latter part of the 20th century after the Batman 60s comic series with Adam West. And we get the first Tim Burton Batman 1989. Batman 1989 coming in at number three. I liked Michael Keaton as Batman. I really did like Michael Keaton as Batman. Some people, when he was first announced back then, didn't like that. But it turned out, at least for a lot of us, that Matt Michael Keaton is up there as one of the favorite Batman actors to play Batman. However, and this might be controversial to some, whoever actually did like Jack Nicholson as the Joker, while I like Michael Keaton as Batman, I did not at all, I did not care or like Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I believe you felt like Jack Nicholson as a Joker was playing Jack Nicholson as Jack Nicholson, and he, it did not do it for me, and uh, it's really a Joker movie and not a Batman movie. Uh, yeah, so... But another uh, two more positives. After the one like Michael Keaton as Batman, I like that's the first positive. The one big negative didn't care for Jack Nicholson as the Joker, which makes me not want to rewatch it as much as other certain other Batman movies. But two more net positives now are that I really like Michael Gow as Alfred. Michael Gow as Alfred was really, really, really 
terrific job, really outstanding. Michael Gow is good in all of Batman 89, Batman Returns 92, Batman Forever 1995, and even Batman and Robin 1997. Michael Gow as Alfred, really, really well done. And I can't end talking about Batman 89 of my notes without saying that the Batman, the Batmobile, the Batmobile from 1989 is fantastic and did get to briefly return in Batman Returns. I really, really like the Batman 1989 Batmobile. And towards the end of the movie, we got to see his flying bat, um, his bat flying helicopter, flying plane helicopter type thingy as well. Now we, we've come, we've we've gotten nailed to the number two spot. Number four was Batman Forever, and number three was Batman 1989. Coming in now at the number two spot. Now, depending on the day, and depending on the day, and depending on the week, the these movies kind of interchange each other to be two one two one week and one the other, and one one week and onto the other, mixing one and two back and forth, crossing in um, a circle, like um, a, a, a like a time clock around each other. Sometimes I rank coming in in the way the notes are written from a while back. Number two spot, Batman Begins, 2005, Chris Nolan's first, ba- the Batman origin story, because Batman 1989 didn't really have an origin story. Batman Batman Begins, 2005, comes in at the number two spot, but depending on how I'm feeling from day to day and from week to week, sometimes Batman Begins ranks at number one, sometimes at number one. But in the case of the original notes of how I ranked all these, it mostly gets number two. Number two, you look so healthy and youthful and frow. You look so right. So in this case, though, like I said, Batman Begins 2005 comes in at number two. This was a good origin story, and which we didn't get to see in Batman 89. It was neat to finally see live action, live action versions of the villains Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul, Ra's Rash, however you want to say it. It, we, it was neat that we finally get to see live action vo- versions of the Batman villains Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul, and uh, Scarecrow, Scarecrow, Jonathan Crane Scarecrow in a Batman live action big screen story. That was like, it's, it was better because it, there were two villains we haven't seen in live action up until this point. You've only really seen them in, like, um, the comics or in the Batman the Animated Series. I really like Hans Zimmer's musical score. Yes, yes. I like the musical score from both, um, I like Danny Elfman's score for Batman and Batman Returns and the Dark Knight Batman trilogy movies of Nolan. I like Hans Zimmer's musical score, and Hans Zimmer also does music really well on a, on a whole lot of other non-Batman stories as well. Many, many movies over the decades. Hans Zimmer has great musical scores. And he's recently uh, scored for Bond 25, No Time to Die. I like Christian Bale as both Bruce Wayne and Batman. 
he's it's a very much a Batman a Bruce Wayne story in both Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises. But you get to see him in the bat suit the majority of the time, the most of the time in The Dark Knight two thousand eight, where he seems to be in the bat suit in Dark Knight two thousand eight more than any other movie before that time. And I also like Gary Oldman as James Gordon. The way Gordon is played by G- Gary Oldman in these dark, in these, uh, Batman Begins is really good. And also how his arc continues and becomes even more so in the two follow-ups with Dark Knight 2008 and Dark Knight Rises. And there was, there was much, back when it was 2005 and 2006, there was much anticipation for what would come, come to us three years later, as it was teased at the end of Begins. And that was a great ending for Begins, by the way. Just a really, really well made origin story, especially that, especially that first hour. You don't see him in the bat suit until about, about an hour in. And getting to see the, those two main villains in live action, the Hans Zimmer score, Christian Bale as both Bruce Wayne and Batman really well Michael Caine is good as Alfred Gary Oldman as Gordon and of course Lucius Fox played by the legendary and precious Morgan Freeman Morgan Freeman is could make uh, dry paint or or a um or um really a wall make anything interesting reading off lottery tickets whatever whatever um anything Morgan Freeman is in but like I said with Batman Begins, sometimes I have Dark Knight in the first spot, a lot of times I do, but sometimes it makes the second spot. So it intertwines in between Batman Begins being 2 and one 2 and one 2 and one and Dark Knight being 2 and one 2 and one But in the case of the original notes of this script of what my ranking of all the movies, we're now off of Batman Begins. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I liked, really, really had a... Uh, really had a thing, thing with, with, in regards to Dark Knight, 2008. But yeah, number two, Batman Begins, 2005. Batman Begins is very rewatchable. Very, very well done. Um, in a lot of ways. Um, all movies have their negatives, but I can't think of too many bad negatives about Begins, but for the most part, the things I listed, I really, really like. And, uh, hold, uh, hold up with Batman Begins. Did a good job to bring Batman back for the, 21st century and just yeah check out Batman Begins if you've never seen it now coming in now at the number one spot though sometimes at number two The Dark Knight 2008 alright what what can be said about this movie that hasn't already yet been said before Heath Ledger is breathtaking and gives a scene stealing performance and really legendary and uh, amazing performance as the Joker. Aaron Eckhart does a good job as Harvey Dent slash Two-Face. And he's much the way his Harvey Dent and Two-Face is. Or, or a, whole, whole, a, whole world, a whole world and universe better than Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever. You either die a hero... Or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Batman is shown as quickly as the 8 to 9 minute mark point of the film. And you see more of Batman as Batman in the Batsuit and Batman as the Batsuit than in any other movie before this. Hans Zimmer musical score continues to be pleasant to the ears. Dun 
Yes, Hans Zimmer's musical score is continues to be pleasant to the ears. There is a neat scarecrow, scarecrow, scarecrow cameo within the first ten minutes of the film. So it was nice to have Jonathan Crane's scarecrow back in just that little bit scene in the beginning, and he's got also a little bit of a cameo towards the end of The Dark Knight Rises, 2012. So it's really um, interesting to have Scarecrow in all three of Chris Nolan's Batman movies. The practical, the practical trunch stunk. That stunk. The the practical truck stunt. The practical trunk stunt scene in, is incredible, which is in the beginning, of the, is which is in the middle of the movie. That whole thing where um, Joker is driving the trunk and how it like flips over. That was all done for real and practically. The practical trunk stunt was is incredible and still is. So the, yeah, the the stunt of the truck stunt. I mean, wow. The Batman slash Joker interrogation scene. The Batman slash Joker interrogation scene will be watched and studied. Will be the Batman and Joker interrogation scene will be watched and studied for the rest of time. The Dark Knight, the Dark Knight will be a hard movie to top. Very hard to top. I don't think that the movie, however, I don't think that the movie would have been as good to watch if it didn't have Heath Ledger in it. Heath Ledger and his performance of the Joker, I don't, it's going to be hard shoes to follow for any new Jokers in, in new in, in new um, Batman movies of having the Joker in it. Heath Ledger, I, I can't say enough how Heath Ledger... He made this movie, and um, he's got a lot of great quotes. The movie has a lot of great quotes. There's a lot of great quotes throughout the entire trilogy, the Dark Knight, uh, Chris Nolan movies. But yeah, um, for a lot of people, Dark Knight will be a lot of people's favorite. But no, but some people might like the Tim Burton movies better. It's all an opinion. Everybody, there's, it's not, none of these are fact. We all have our own opinion of which of these movies we all like from ranking from worst to best. Um, some like Tim Burton's movies like, be- Tim Burton movies better. Some like certain Nolan movies better. Some don't, don't like the Nolans, but they like Tim Burton. Or some like Nolan, but do not like Tim Burton. It's, there's no right answer. Whatever people like is what they like. But yeah, Heath Ledger, I, oh my goodness. I could watch him as the Joker in a loophole, but still prefer watching Back to the Future 85 over Dark Knight, though. Um, I'm lo- I'm looking for forward. Uh, wow, in these notes, I look for look forward to seeing what director Matt Reeves has in store for us in his new Batman solo movie, which I said in my notes, which will hopefully be released sometime in the year 2022. At the time of this recording, the promotional. Um, kick for this movie has Matt Reeves and the cast going on their rounds on the different shows and it looks like they're keeping and showing it as the early March early March release date for early March 2022 and I wrote the notes for this before it ever became 2022 so it looks like we're getting early March solo Matt Reeves Batman and I'm sure that'll have a lot to be liked and enjoyed about that movie with maybe some dislikes but mostly like it but it's gonna be three hours though but yeah, I'm looking forward to see what Matt Reeves has in store for us for his new Batman movie, which will hopefully be released sometime in the year, what looks to be hopefully staying as early March, early March 2022. 
I hope you've enjoyed my thoughts and opinions on ranking the live-action Batman movies, Batman 89 through the Justice League 2017, though I hear Justice League 2021 was very much an improvement well done, and it's four hours, and it's Zack Snyder doing what he really wanted to do with it, as intended. And uh, I will see you at AMC Movie Theaters. I'll see you at the movies at AMC Movie Theaters. Thanks. Uh, I hope you enjoy my thoughts and opinions. I'll see you at the movie theater. And that's all for now. I do not... I'm not sure when the next solo individual episode of mine will come out and what it's going to be about exactly. Because um, um, I just plan, plan things week by week or when the idea comes to my head. But we're hopefully going to have some more co-hosts and guests come on to the podcast real soon. So if you're interested in either being a guest or a short-term guest or a long-term permanent co-host where you, where you will get paid for your work, let me know and we'll get the co-host going for the whole rest of getting through 2022 to really enjoy and have a great, fantastic, huge, and... Oh, I'm not good at adjectives, but all the kind of good ways. All the kind of ways that it's going to build this up higher and higher, and it's going to be really, really filling your adjective. Everybody dance and have a good time. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Everybody dance and have a good time. Let's do a third time, and this is it. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions. Entertainment, L-L-C, signing out, signing out.